And I personally believe that everyone in our modern society should be supplementing, especially if you live in a big, dirty city, because the more environmental toxins that you're exposed to, the more your body is going to need that support, stimulation, and substitution. Lack of sunlight alone will justify supplementations for those of you who go through that brutal winter like in New York and Chicago where I'm from. And then, of course, the dietary aspect, because a lot of us are just not getting the nutrients from our food, so that's why supplementing is a good idea. Hello, welcome back to Healing SIBO and IBS with Better Health by Monica. I am Monica, and we have finally made it to part two two of the holistic healing guidebook for SIBO, IBS, and gut dysfunction. So this podcast is an accompaniment to my ebook that is available on my website, betterhealthbymonica.com. You can purchase it there. It's fully electronic, packed with resources, and we have gone over diet and nutrition extensively in the previous episodes. So I do encourage you to revisit those or just listen to those if you haven't already because they are so important in the gut healing journey. Some people may think that these guidelines are not specific enough, you know, and we're going to actually get into that a lot today. Um, Or maybe they think that this is too common sense, you know, or too broad or general, right? Well, two things, you're right, absolutely, but you're also wrong. Because suggestions like what I've covered, eating real food, not eating processed foods, staying away from inflammatory foods, eating organic, non-GMO, quality meat, macronutrient awareness, they all may seem general. And maybe you're thinking, how the heck am I going to heal my gut with these, you know, basic recommendations? But the truth is, is that they matter so much. In fact, they're like the only thing that matters. And I have a few things I want to say about that. Number one, it's that those things that I mentioned about, you know, following the non-processed foods and the non-GMOs and all that stuff, that will cause gut issues if you do not follow that. If you if your lifestyle is lacking awareness and you know if you're lacking awareness in some of these topics, then you you have a higher chance of having potential gut issues. And so we have to become aware of our food, how we're eating and how we can actually eat better. Another thing is, you know, it's one thing to hear these guidelines, but it's another thing to have them truly explained to you. So that's why I'm taking the time to really explain this stuff because I just had a client like yesterday tell me, you know, when you told me to eat organic, uh, I was pretty skeptical and I didn't think it mattered. But now that I know more about it and now that I've actually started to implement that principle into my diet, she's started to feel better and she gets it now, you know, because we don't really realize the importance of these things because we don't spend the time to educate ourselves about why they're important. So in my opinion, these guidelines have absolutely everything to do with healing the gut. Because I can sit here and tell you, take a breath test, get your diagnosis, take antibiotics, or take herbals, reduce your hydrogen down, take enzymes, probiotics, eat fermented foods, do all the things that are directly related to the gut, 
But do you know how many people do those things and they still have problems? Myself included, I tried all of those things and I still had problems. Because if we stay too narrow and we continue to just take those supplements or go on that gut-specific protocol or eat only foods that are supposedly you know, good for the gut, we risk missing all of the other factors and contributors that, that cause gut issues. And we can stay on that hamster wheel of trial and error. So if you're somebody who has tried many different protocols and maybe you've gotten some success, maybe you've had new symptoms pop up, maybe, you know, you've kind of hit a plateau. Well, I, I think it's time to take a step back and consider all of these things that we're talking about when it comes to diet and nutrition, because it could make the biggest difference. So today we're going to really get into supplementation. This is a huge subject and I'm going to try to get through it in under an hour, maybe a half hour uh, to 45 minutes because I want to make sure it's all in one episode and we're going to cover you know, what supplementation is, why we should be supplementing. I'm going to talk about my philosophy of supplementation. I'm going to give you actual uh, recommendations or at least link to my recommendations. And then we're going to end with some gut specific supplements, botanicals and herbals. I'll talk a little bit about what they're used for, how they affect the gut, uh, just so that you do have that, the awareness of the difference, right? Because some of you may not really know what antimicrobials are, or you might have heard stuff about probiotics and you're not really sure. Or maybe you take a probiotic, it doesn't make a difference. So we're going to cover that and it's a lot to get into. So I want you to walk away from this podcast with a lot of resources and things that you can consider and bring to your doctor, your naturopath. So everything I talk about today is just a suggestion. It in no way replaces your medical treatment. Please consult your doctor, consult your physician or your practitioner before making any changes or taking any supplements consider your condition. And again, this is absolutely not medical advice. This is just suggestions on my experience and education, right? And again, feel free to kind of take this to your doctor or naturopath and ask them what they think and if it's the right thing for you or not. All right, so what is a supplement and why supplement? Supplements are any vitamin, mineral, botanical, herb, or intervention that will stimulate, substitute, or support the natural functions and systems of the body. So those three S's, stimulate, substitute, and support. I'm going to keep revisiting that throughout the podcast because those are the three S's that are the point of supplementation. So when you think about the systems that we have, we have digestive system, immune system, the endocrine system, cardiovascular system, supplements can be precursors, meaning that they help make something else, right? Like pregnenolone will help make hormones. NAC or N-acetylcysteine will help make glutathione. So you could take pregnenolone in the hopes that you produce more of a certain hormone. You can take NAC in the hopes, and I say hopes with an emphasis, that you'll make more glutathione to help your liver detoxification, okay? This isn't black and white, it's not 100%. Sometimes you can take NAC and it's not gonna make a difference and that's because either an absorption issue or a pathway issue, but 
The big picture here is that supplements can help stimulate that process or be a precursor. You can take vitamins to substitute for a deficiency or support the immune system. So you can take vitamin D, vitamin A, vitamin C with the idea that you are substituting for either a deficiency or you're supporting something to, you know, help you from getting or prevent you from getting sick, right? Again, not so black and white. It's not that easy. You know, I wish it were that easy to just take a bunch of vitamin C and then you replace or substitute the vitamin C. Um, but it's not that black and white, but that is, an, it is a purpose of supplementation and it, it, it does happen with supplementation. So I'm just trying to really mention all of the caveats that can go into supplementing and some of the stuff that a lot of people don't realize with supplements. Um, you can take herbs to stimulate a reaction. You can, you know, like enzymes, they'll help catalyze something, you know, kickstart something. You can take botanicals to kill bacteria or reduce, you know, fungus. Okay. So this is the, this is the idea around supplementation. It's a precursor. It's a stimulator. It can substitute. It can help deficiencies. Uh, it can reduce levels of bacteria. It can stimulate reactions or, you know, catalyze things. Okay. Again, supporting the natural functions of the body. So knowing what we do about nutrition thus far, and if you've been with me, thank you for listening to all of the episodes, um, and you should feel quite educated in some of the nutrition topics and diet topics. But you know by now that our access to nutritious food is not the greatest, even if we are rich, even if we live in the best neighborhood, in the best city, you know, the most expensive city, our access to nutritious food is really not great. And I personally believe that everyone in our modern society should be supplementing, especially if you live in a big dirty city like New York City, Los Angeles, Seattle, I'm in Las Vegas, it's a really dirty city. I'm not in, I'm I'm like on the strip, but you know, I'm still in this urban kind of atmosphere. Because the more environmental toxins that you're exposed to, the more your body is gonna need that support, stimulation, and substitution. Lack of sunlight alone will justify supplementations for those of you who go through that brutal winter like in New York and Chicago where I'm from. And then of course the dietary aspect because a lot of us are just not getting the nutrients from our food so that's why supplementing is a good idea. So basically the only people that maybe can get away without supplementation are those who grow their own food, have access to or have access to fresh organic regeneratively grown and raised produce and animal products, people with low stress around, you know, in nature every day. They have great genetics, they're happy, but even those people, even the healthiest people can use supplementation to optimize their health because we live, again, a good side of living in this modern world is that we have figured out how to manipulate substances and and forage and grow and, and in laboratory settings really create these products that can truly make a difference in our health and help us with aging and with gene expression and nutrition and deficiencies and all of that. 
But there's a big but here, okay? So right now you're probably like, oh, I really need to run out and get my supplements. Just hold on a second. What matters the most about supplementation? Number one, sourcing. So we do need high quality ingredients, organic, non-GMO, non-toxic, you know, sustainably, sustainably sourced. And that's why supplements are so expensive, especially the good ones, because it's, it's expensive to make them and find them and, and uh, create them. So it, it does make sense why you would pay a lot of money for something that was, for something that is a quality source, right? But number two, and maybe even more importantly, is absorption. This is really key. Because a lot of what we take, a lot of our vitamins and minerals, they don't actually get absorbed. We just pee them out. Vitamins and minerals work synergistically. Okay, that means that they need to be taken with the right combination of other vitamins and minerals because it will help them become absorbed in the body. For instance, vitamin D is going to be better absorbed when you take it with vitamin K and magnesium. And vitamins actually need minerals to become better absorbed. And magnesium is one of the best minerals to take with vitamins and to just take in general. Um, I, I think as a society, we are drastically magnesium deficient. But the form of magnesium matters. So like magnesium oxide is the least absorbable form of magnesium. It's great for constipation because it doesn't get absorbed. So it makes it to the colon. So um, it can create a bowel movement. So if you are prone to constipation, that magnesium oxide might be good to help you go. Um, but you want also a highly absorbable form of magnesium. Magnesium chloride, citrate, glycinate, malate. Those are going to be better at absorbing. And one thing that I'm actually learning more about is this nano mineral process. These are minerals. So minerals are magnesium, sodium, potassium, calcium, iodine, zinc, copper that have been almost atomized um, or broken down into nanoparticles so they can become highly absorbable. And, you know, I'm not, I don't have any ads on these podcasts. I'm just really trying to get my message and my information out there. And maybe I will in upcoming episodes when I have the time to figure that out. Uh, so I do have some companies that, and I, and some people that I will tell you about, and I'm not even sponsored. I'm not a, I'm not sponsored by them. And you know, I, I don't even have like a wholesale account with them, but there is a company called Upgraded Formulas and another one called Bio Optimizers that I will link in the show notes that are on the cutting edge of this technology of this nano minerals to try to get the, them to be highly absorbable. Um, trace minerals and also another product called Quinton, Q-U-I-N-T-O-N. Uh, those are also more absorbable minerals that I do recommend. I, I do like trace minerals and I like bio-optimizers as well. I've used both of those products. So absorption is key. Vitamins and minerals work synergistically, so we do have to kind of find the right combination. And that's something that I will 
get into maybe in later episodes and maybe even interview somebody about that because uh, it's way too complicated to understand now. But one of the bigger ones is that vitamin D with K2 and magnesium and finding the best form of magnesium that's going to be absorbable like chloride, magnesium chloride, citrate, glycinate, malate. Another thing that not a lot of us understand and that I actually just kind of learned about is that if we take high amounts of one vitamin or mineral, then we risk throwing another one out of balance, which makes sense because the body is a series of checks and balances. It doesn't work this way where we can just pour something into it and then we stay balanced. You know, think of it like soil. If soil gets too much nitrogen or too much potassium, then you're going to have problems. It's the same with our bodies. And one thing that I recently found out that's pretty interesting is that if you take high amounts of vitamin C, you actually increase the absorption of iron, which pushes out copper. And this makes us more susceptible to bacterial infections, which could potentially make us more susceptible to viral infections. So in the process of taking loads and loads of vitamin C, we may actually be throwing our um, minerals out of balance, our vitamins out of balance, maybe even our pH out of balance, and then we could end up getting sicker. And that actually happened to me recently. I was I went to my sister's bachelorette party and I could feel, you know, traveling always makes me stressed and the 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 plane always makes me just feel like shit. Um, and I was just pounding those liquid IVs. I was pounding like high vitamin C as well. Um, I was really just taking large amounts of supplements, trying to prevent a sickness. And there was this little part of me that was like, hmm, maybe you shouldn't be doing that. And then I ended up getting really sick and having like a cold for about a week. I got over it pretty fast, actually. But I just kept thinking, hmm, maybe you shouldn't be doing that. Maybe you should be instead, instead of taking, you know, 3000 milligrams or whatever a day of vitamin C, how about taking something like vitamin D, you know, magnesium, highly absorbable magnesium with K2, maybe a liposomal form of vitamin C to help it become absorbed, maybe those nanoparticles. The idea is that we are replenishing our electrolytes in a smart way, rather than just dumping vitamins into our bodies um, that we're just going to pee out and even risk making us sicker. So that is my little intro and of what you kind of need to know, uh, just a little taste of some things to think about when it comes to supplementation. It's just not so black and white as taking something. You know, you might do a, a, an organic acids test, you might do a, a hair tissue mineral test, and you find out you're really deficient in B12. You know, is it... It, it depends on the person, it depends on your situation, but it's, it may not be as simple as just taking that one supplement that you're deficient in. I'm not discouraging you from doing that because you still do absorb a little bit of that, but you want to think about, well, what's going to make this B12 more absorbable? What form should I be taking it in? You know, maybe I should be taking a methylated form of B12 or methylated form of B6 um, so that it's, it's 
more absorbable and my body receives it better. Uh, just things to kind of look into. And this is what a good practitioner would, you know, do for you is to figure out the best forms of the supplements and the best way for you to supplement. So what is my philosophy around supplementation? Well, we talked about how supplements support, stimulate, and substitute for the natural functions of the body. And what we're conditioned to think is to really narrow in on the system that we have trouble with. So if we have a problem with digestion, then we really narrow in on the digestive system and we think, well, what's going to help the digestive system? That may be fiber, enzymes, hydrochloric acid, bitters, maybe herbals. All great things. But what I like to do, and from what I've learned from my experience with my own body and with other people, working with other people, is that I want to help all of the functions in the body. What is going to support my energy production, my brain function, my digestion, sleep, hormones? On a broader perspective, at least in the beginning of you know, or meanwhile trying to find something more individualized. I'll get to that later. So this is where I develop my philosophy of what I call complementary supplementation. These are supplements that will complement, aka substitute, stimulate, or support all of the functions in the body because we use them as building blocks for essential things like building proteins, making hormones, repairing mucosal barrier, producing energy, and more. And it's broad for a reason. It doesn't consider specific conditions. It doesn't consider a cluster of symptoms. And it's a place where someone could start regardless of where they are in their journey, okay? You can give yourself this starting point and then a more individualized protocol will come later when you get more information about your body. So I like to start my clients on a, a protocol like this one to try to give their body that extra support while we're waiting for test results and waiting to really individualize and fine tune the program. So what are these supplements? What is complementary supplementation? Well, what do we need to function? Essential amino acids, essential fatty acids, essential or synergistic micronutrients, specific micronutrients, and digestive support. Because digestion, although yes, you might say, well, that's specific. Well, digestion supports so much in the body. So while we're also doing aminos, fatty acids, micronutrients, we do want to make sure that digestion is being supported to try to help with breaking down those foods and absorbing the nutrients. I also usually like to add a little bit of detox support, but that's a little more individualized, just a little thing to think about because detox is so important. Um, but these things are also helping with detoxification as well. So my book really gets into each of these. Uh, so I'm not going to really get into it too much, um, but I will link to my Fullscript protocol. Fullscript is an online dispensary. 
and I will link to my recommendation, you will be prompted to create an account there uh, in order for you to see the protocol, but then you'll have access to my supplement recommendations and you can purchase your own supplements at a discount. I do make a commission on there. Um, that is my one little way of making some money doing this. Uh, so if you wanted to support me, if you're curious about supplementation and what I recommend, I would definitely check out that full script protocol that I will link into. I'm saying full script protocol that I will link in the show notes. Um, so, you know, why, why do we need these things? Why would I even come up with this? Essential amino acids uh, they're really important for building proteins and muscles and tissue and b- repairing uh, the mucosal barrier, energy production, um, you know, clarity. I mean, they're so important. And we, we, like I mentioned, when I talked about meat and animal products, we don't really get our essential amino acids sometimes. So finding highly absorbable protein powders or capsules can be very beneficial in these, especially in the early stages when we're really not sure what supplements to recommend right away. Um, Essential fatty acids, um, you know, great for brain health and hormones and energy and all of that. I recommend cod liver oil, fermented cod liver oil, if you can find it, it's not available on full script, um, but fermented cod liver oil is even better. Um, algae is is a great vegan um, option, and even for non-vegans, you know, for meat eaters, algae supplements are are great as long as they're sourced well. Um, of course, healthy fats as well. You know, good olive oils, extra virgin olive oils, like I talked about in the diet section, coconut oil, all of that is important to include in your diet but when it comes to essential fatty acids we want those omega-3s and dha epa um, from cod liver oil as well and those algae sources Um, essential micronutrients that's going to be vitamin d k2 magnesium activated b vitamins especially for women um, and and trace minerals your essential uh, highly absorbable, you know, the best that you can find, uh, sodium is a big one. We, we do need salt and we, and sodium chloride is one of the best, uh, forms of that, uh, rather than just table salt, but table salt is okay too. Don't be afraid to put salt on your food because we do, we do need salt. Um, maybe even iodine depending on, your situation. So I would look into making sure you you are getting your minerals, potassium too. And then digestive support would be things like enzymes, ox bile, which helps with fat um, breakdown. Break I'll actually get into this later in a second, so I won't talk about this too much, but digestive support is going to be like enzyme, ox bile, probiotics, and bitters. So this is something that I have done with myself and with my clients. Um, it's not a quick fix. It's not something that you're going to start feeling better, you know, right away. Uh, a lot of supplements don't really achieve that result. Uh, some of them do, but for the most part, this is a protocol that is more of a lifestyle protocol. 
It's substituting for a diet that may be lacking in nutrients. It's helping you support your body when you're exposed to a lot of toxins and you're just not getting what you need from your food. Maybe you're really stressed out. Maybe you're very depleted. So this is a good place to start, but don't expect you know, your life to be changed within a day or two. I, I will say though, after sticking with these supplements for now three to six months, I I do feel even better than I did six months ago. And I felt pretty good six months ago, but I can notice a difference because I think, you know, the body needs a little bit of time to adapt. And if you have that consistency and that commitment, um, and there, there are supplements that you can always take. So even if you're on a very specific gut protocol or you're, you're working on one particular thing, as long as you talk to your doctor or practitioner, as long as they don't interfere with anything, there are things that you, you ideally could be on for the rest of your life, right? Um, and I may change this, you know, who knows? I may change my philosophy down the line, but right now I'm getting great results with it. So are my clients and uh, it's just the first step before you get to that individualized process. All right, we're almost there. Wow, I can't believe how quickly I got through this. I thought this was going to be a full hour and I'm talking pretty fast, but I think it's important to just spit this stuff out. And I want you, I don't want you, you could go back and listen to it again. I do that with a lot of podcasts and just kind of bookmark certain things and just remember... um, what I'm saying, and you can always return to it if you need some more clarity. So let's talk about gut-specific supplements. And we're not gonna get into it crazy, but I wanna kind of rattle off to you the big bullet points and the big ones that I think will make the biggest difference and that you can go in and do your own research and figure out what's best for you. But just so you know, because some of you might not know, you might not even know about probiotics and antimicrobials and digestive support. And so there are gut specific supplements out there and you may benefit from using them as well. The first thing I want to talk about is probiotics because I think they're overlooked and not used enough and not used appropriately. And there is a lot of data about the efficacy, the safety, and uh, the benefits of probiotics, especially for SIBO and for IBS. Um, One of my favorite people, and I probably have mentioned him before, is Dr. Michael Ruscio. He wrote the book, Healthy Gut, Healthy You. And that was kind of my first introduction to healing the gut and in that book he gets real specific about protocols and herbs and I do recommend that especially if you want to learn more about probiotics specifically and how that can help you in your journey. There's something that he recommends that I've heard others also recommend called triple therapy probiotics. And this is what I used on myself and I use in my practice as well. This is using three different types of probiotics at once as a sort of gut protocol. It's using Saccharomyces boulardii, which is a probiotic yeast, lactobacillus and bifidobacterium blends. That's going to be your most popular form of probiotics that any probiotic you see at the store will be most likely a lactobacillus or bifidobacterium blend. 
and then using a spore-based probiotic. These are probiotics that are soil-based. They have a higher chance of making it past the stomach acid into the gut and forming spores in the gut. So using those three different types of probiotics, Saccharomyces boulardii, Lactobacillus and Bifidobacterium blends, and a spore-based probiotic. These are separate um, bottles of probiotics, right? Using all three of these at once can make a huge difference in changing the terrain of the microbiome. Strain does matter. There are certain strains of probiotics that have been studied more than others and have been shown to be more effective. For instance, like uh, lactobacillus ruteri, sorry, lactobacillus ruteri, bifidobacterium lactis, um, um, lactobacillus rhamnosus GG. These are a few strains that have been specifically studied to help uh, with constipation particularly and to just have more efficacy when it comes to uh, treating some of this stuff. But I wouldn't worry so much about strain. Um, I would worry more about quality. You do want to find a good quality probiotic company. Um, Dr. Michael Ruscio makes his own. Mega uh, Microbiome Labs is a great option, especially for spore-based probiotics. They have Megaspore. Um, they also have a Saccharomyces boulardii uh, product. Dr. McCola. Uh, there are a few others that I, you know, I've used Claire Labs. They're pretty good. Integrative Therapeutics, they're pretty good. Um, just kind of finding the better quality. You don't really want to spend $5 on probiotics because that might not be the best quality for you. I don't necessarily think it's going to harm you. Um, I just think that it just might not be as effective at helping you. But if you use all three of these together, it is something that I think can definitely make a huge difference in your gut. Even if you've been told, oh, you know, don't do probiotics until after your antimicrobial treatment. I challenge that. I think that when you put the good stuff in and you and you add things that can help the beneficial bacteria grow and thrive, then you ha- it may change it for you, and you can reduce the um, the opportunistic bacterias and. Probiotics are naturally antibacterial and antifungal um, as well. You know, I mean, think about just the way microorganisms work. If you if you understand basic uh, microbiology, you know they they kill others. They, there's competition involved, um, and so probiotics are transient, so they don't stay in your gut. But on the way, like through the gut, they can impact the gut in very beneficial ways and they can help out the beneficial bacteria as well. So um, I just, it's something that I feel very passionate about is educating people about probiotics and I do think that they can make a big difference. One thing about probiotics before I leave it is dosages. You might, you might want to look into some of these PubMed studies when they're talking about Saccharomyces boulardii or lactobacillus or even um, soil-based or pro- spore-based probiotics. They're using high dosages. You know, you can take 
several hundred billion CFUs a day. And when you really are trying to deal with SIBO or deal with an overgrowth, you need those high amounts. And so I would talk to your practitioner or your doctor and you know, if you're taking one or two probiotics a day, that's not going to do anything. Our microbiome has trillions of microbes in it, trillions. So 60 billion CFUs of lactobacillus a day is not going to do anything. But if you take maybe, you know, five to 10, maybe not 10, maybe like five to eight capsules of three different types of probiotics a day, then you might start noticing a big difference. So that's something also that you can read in Dr. Michael Ruscio's book, Healthy Gut, Healthy You, and you can talk about that with your practitioner. Uh, Number two is going to be herbals and botanicals that are specifically designed or known to reduce bacteria and fungal levels. These are things like berberine, that's going to be for more hydrogen, SIBO, or diarrhea-prone um, people. Uh, berberine, oregano is an antibacterial and antifungal. Oregano oil, um, oregano extract. Allicin, which is a component of garlic, very different from like the garlic itself. So if you can't tolerate garlic, then you still may be able to tolerate allicin. Uh, it's a different thing. I mean, it's still part of garlic, but it's just, it doesn't react the same in the body. Um, Other herbs like dandelion and gentian and black walnut and neem and clove, you know, these are all that you're going to find that I do believe work like vitamins often, vitamins and minerals where they do work synergistically. So you might want to find a blend and, you know, biocidin is a name of an antimicrobial that blends this very well. It's very efficacious in reducing bacteria down. Uh, But you might also find success in just one or two using one or two of these, like berberine and oregano or berberine and allicin um, together, but like, you know, buying them separately. Again, the dosages are high. Truly. I mean, you might be surprised when you realize how high some of the dosages are for antimicrobials. Um, Antimicrobials is herbals, just so you know. When I say antimicrobials, that's what um, berberine and oregano and allicin are. They are herbals that are antibacterial and antifungal in nature. Um, So again, taking these in higher dosages is sometimes absolutely necessary to actually make a difference. Uh, The third thing is parasites. So a lot of us may have parasites and I don't have too many actual herbals that deal with parasites. There's like Artemisia, um, uh, but there are some companies. Again, I don't have an affiliation with any of these. Like Cellcore has some great anti-parasitic protocols that you can put yourself on and GI maps and stool tests may not show parasites. So if you are highly symptomatic, maybe if you're not responding to regular antimicrobials, you may want to consider uh, looking into Cellcore and their products. Again, I'll link to that in the show notes. Um, If you've traveled abroad, you know, if you have like a sudden bout of just total dysfunction. And, um, you know, I have heard of people passing, 
you know, worms and finding worms in their stool when they're taking Cellcore products. And so that's something you might want to look into. Amazon Rain Tree, Biobotanical Research, Paragard. These are a few antiparasitic um, botanical supplements. Digestive support. We've touched on it, but that's going to be things like digestive enzymes, ox bile, which helps break down fat. So if you have fat in your stool, if your stool is floating in the toilet, if you notice it like floating on top, um, that is a sign that you have fat in your stool. And so you may want to take some ox bile and ox bile is great for fat malabsorption and for people who may not have a gallbladder because gallbladder, your gallbladder will make bile. And if you don't have that, you might have trouble with bile production. So ox bile might be something to look into and talk to your doctor about. Hydrochloric acid is something that can help with stomach acid. Now, it's not my number one go-to if somebody has low stomach acid or suspects they have low stomach acid. Rather than starting with hydrochloric acid, you can try digestive bitters, gentian, skullcap, dandelion. Um, you can start with bitters or apple cider vinegar in water before meals, and that can be helpful to really stimulate the stomach acid and hydrochloric acid is just a little bit harsh so you might get like burning burning symptoms um, and it is a little it, it has been known to be contra indicated for h pylori but i'm not going to get into that now because that's you know it's too complicated the final one that I'll talk about is gut lining support so that's going to be things like l-glutamine collagen colostrum immunoglobulin products like mega IgG or mega mucosa from microbiome labs, uh, zinc carnosine, aloe, probiotics are great. So, you know, anything that's going to help fortify the gut lining and, and repair those tissues, amino acids, um, and improve the immune system because our immune system lives in our gut and in the lining of our gut. Actually, 80, I think it's, yeah, 80% of the immune system is in the gut. So we need to prioritize repairing the gut lining and um, not forget about that. So as you can see, there are a lot of options when it comes to gut-specific support and supplements, and it's totally overwhelming, okay? Honestly, I have tried most of these. I haven't tried any of the anti-parasitic stuff because I don't think I have a parasite and I never tested for a parasite. Um, but I've had some success, a lot of success with a lot of these different things. Um, and I still take some of them as well, especially the probiotics and like some of the, the gut lining stuff. But the thing to understand here is that if we just narrow in on all of these things that I just mentioned, then we may miss the bigger picture of the idea of trying to nourish the body. You know, we may spend all of our money and our time on figuring out which one of these products, you know, triple, or, you know, probiotics, uh, digestive support, gut lining support, herbals, antimicrobials. We might try to find out which one of these is going to be right for us. And then we forget about our diet and we forget about supporting all of the functions in the body. So I recommend starting with nutrition, starting with your diet and what you can control right away, 
And then adding in that complementary supplementation that I mentioned with the amino acids and the fatty acids and the micronutrients and the digestive support, and then undergo that self-investigation, do some functional labs, work with a practitioner, and get that individualized program or protocol so that you can figure out which one of these is best for you and which ones make the most sense for your body. All right, I think we, we did it. That was 45 minutes of a lot of information. I'll really try to put as much as I can in the show notes and break this down, but I hope you learned a lot. You might have more questions. Uh, So if you're interested in that individualized process, then please visit my website, betterhealthbymonica.com. Schedule a consultation with me and tell me your story. Tell me what's going on. I, you know, even if you just, even if you're not totally sure about what I have to offer, I'm not a big salesperson. I'm not going to try to push anything on you. I really, truly just want to try to find the people that I know I can help and that, you know, of course I have a business and of course I'll tell you my services, but uh, the purpose of doing this podcast was just to try to reach those people that I know I can try to make a difference in their gut healing journey. So thank you so much for listening. You can follow me on Instagram, Better Health by Monica. And I will catch you next time when we start talking about true stress reduction, my favorite subject. I've got so much to tell you guys and a lot of resources coming up. So thank you and have a great day.